a Shishkin Productions podcast. And then you said it's okay to step away and the crew will keep the ship afloat. Yes. We called this one the Alexi Clause. Is that who brings me presents every year? That sounds like a Santa Claus who's like... <laughs> a Russian like Santa Claus. B- Bobo Kmart Santa Claus. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to The Sizzle Reel, coming at you from the Crypto.com podcast studio, brought to you by Staples. Yeah, wait, what? That's right, they're doing a partnership now to sponsor The Sizzle Reel. Oh, because people were so upset about the Staples Center changing its name. Well, and you heard what happened. People care so much about an office supplier. This is the 75th uh, episode of Sizzle Reel, so they released The Sizzle Reel 75, greatest of all time. Oh, wow, do you think Dwight Howard made it? Dwight Howard is on it, but there's seven. 76 actually there's <laughs> Joe Nana's on Clay it Thompson Matt on King there. Clay Thompson barely snuck in yeah. at 76 yeah he's one of our uh greatest sizzle reel uh features of all time uh Chris welcome to the show hey thank you how I'm, are you I'm, doing today I'm good I'm very glad to be here um it's another we're recording this on a Friday it's it is. a great day it's the end of the week uh it's the end of the week I'm not cross it's important not to be cross on mm-hmm. Fridays mm-hmm. and uh you stopped doing Chris's tip of the day. If you keep up with our Instagram, you saw the story about Chris yelling viciously about how he never wants to do tip of the day again. <laughs> that, that's not how it happened. It's just that I didn't always have a tip of the day. And I think that we were busy this week and last week. And like, I think we got Chris's tip of the month. That's when you start doing. Look, I, I think we can do it more often than once a month because I feel like if I only do it once a month, then it has to be a really good one and I have to like really pay attention. Maybe it'll be like a tip of the week, but we're still going to call it Chris's tip of the day Chris's because tip it's, of the day. it's a tip of that day. Also, it, you know, we already bought the website, <laughs> chrisstipoftheday.com. <laughs> we bought the .eth for it. We got everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, .co.uk. You could have seen that behind the scenes moment if you looked at our instagram yeah you can sizzle real gang i think right sure uh you should follow us at sizzle real gang Mm -hmm. on instagram and twitter sizzle real gang at gmail.com uh we have a tiktok shishkin productions the the tip of the day sometimes ends up there as well sometimes it comes on there it gets music behind it Mm -hmm. it's pretty nice and get that mason ramsey song on there (laughs) and uh yeah, we have a cold line. We got a cold line. We got a cold line. Brr. Three, three, two, two three, 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 Whoa, that cold line is cold as hell. Remember, it's cold, it's, so no one's going to pick up. Yeah. You can just leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Yeah. They say, um, is, is brick out? It's literally a brick. Like, a, it, 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 the, the call goes right to a brick, doesn't yep. even ring or anything. Yeah, and that brick is connected to the server. Mm-hmm. Somehow the call ends up on the computer. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's, it's wild that we spend all this money on this extra phone line. $500 a month to try to get calls in here. And the only person calling is Joe Nana. I know someone else call in, be, be confident in your voice. Ask us a question. Look, we still haven't gotten a, a person we don't know to call, which or is some, to email straight up. Frankly, bullshit. It is. It, we're 75 episodes in and I know that y'all are listening out there. We ask every time. Like we just, you don't even have to, if you ask us not to read it on the show, then we won't read it you on the show. You know what it might be? Just send us confirmation that you exist. It might be because they're all international and they're not sure how to dial in. So it's plus one, three, three, two, three, 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 four, three, six, one. Uh, okay. That, or, if, or if you're international, you can send us an email. That's okay. This is the real gang at gmail.com. You might even just, win some random thing. Exactly. Just let us know that you exist. Oh, and speaking of, yes. we are, uh, you know, the, the most recent contest, there was some controversy. Eamon ended up winning, so we are going golfing at Chelsea Piers with him 
this, this Thursday. This Thursday. Yep. And if you follow the Instagram, you'll probably see some behind the scenes stories. You might even see a contest to see who can drive the ball the furthest or something like that. Yeah, or, I don't fun. know. Who it'll cares? be it'll be great. It'll be a fun time. Uh, Chris. Yeah. So, you know, by the time this airs, we'll already have gone. But uh, we're doing a, a team building outing. Yep. Where we're all going to, you know, experience some art to, yes. to get into some immersive theater. We're all going to go to a little performance called Sleep No More. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't live in New York. Chris will explain to you exactly what this is. Well, it's weird because every time I try to ask, you tell me, nope, nope, you're not allowed to know. No, this is a surprise. It's you have to go be, as a surprise. You have to be a little bee discovering a flower for the first uh, time. I didn't call you a little bee. I called you a honeybee. <laughs> Get it straight. Look, it's, it's an immersive theater experience, yeah. basically. It's a retelling of Macbeth, but you are right up like on the characters and they they travel through different rooms and do different activities. And Look, you know how normally if you go to a, a theater performance, mm-hmm. you're sitting there and they're on stage, right? Yeah. And the stage is the, it's limited. That's the only place where the action can happen. Mm-hmm. Into this, you're not seated. You're walking around a five story or six story, six floors, where like almost the size of a warehouse, giant fucking building that takes up yeah. like, it's... It's wild. Like it takes, I don't want to say it takes a whole city block, but it's literally a whole building. Yeah. It's in a hotel, right? Yeah. Technically it's called the McKittrick hotel, but in that building, you can run around anywhere. You can go into the basement. You can run up the stairs. There's elevators. You can go anywhere you want. And throughout the entire building, the entire time, there is this giant play happening with all of these characters and you can get right up close to them and watch them. And when their scene ends, their character is technically still on stage. They just leave the scene and they go to a different room. And so you can follow them and see exactly what they're doing. Wait, so is there like a main stage area? There's no stage there. Well, I know, but is there like a, a starting point for everyone or at, that's, they let everyone in at different times on different floors. So you're always okay. jumping in randomly and you have to try to figure out what the hell's happening. Interesting. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's uh it's really, it's just so much fun. It, it is a, uh, it's something that's worth doing. I think if you come to New York, if you like theater and, or if you live in New York and you just haven't been before, it's going to be fucking amazing. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm excited for, it. I've been excited for it for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm excited for it too. Uh, you've been to it and Amy has been to it and you, you guys seem the most excited, which is crazy because yeah. you've been to it. Um, Unfortunately, one of our team members uh, is not going to make it, though. He got sick. Yeah. Poor poor engineer, Will. Will, Yeah. Will, the sound engineer, uh, got a little bit sick. He is not. He does not have COVID. He does not have COVID. But he's under the weather. He can't make it. But we'll, um, you know. Maybe we'll all go some other time again. So, so we're bringing uh, Kuba. Yeah, Kubo. Guest of the show. The Ice Kube. Yep. Um, yeah, but no, it should be great. And, and that's one thing we've been doing a lot more as a company, I think, this year is trying to go like kind of have team building activities throughout the year and yeah. make it so like, you know, it's not just work, 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 work and then go home. So it's been it's been kind of nice. Yeah. Well, and typically we've always done like work outings, but usually it's one or two big ones per year. And yeah. I think this time we're still doing the big ones, but we're trying to find more little activities that we can yeah. do, like sleep no more, like our networking events and like yeah. the it's not quite the same. But the sizzle reel contest, it's, it's yeah, similar. Exactly. It's, it's in that vein where we're trying to have fun with it. And then also just finding more for me, this is the reason this is big is because before COVID, I was always like, yeah, I just take took for granted any events that had like 
any networking events or any um, what are they called? Not like festivals, but any conventions or sure, any, anything sure. like that. I always just took it for granted and was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. These are a dime a dozen and these are all like lame and whatever. You can go anytime and I don't even need to do this. After two years of fucking sitting inside and not being able to go do shit, it made me it fully woke me up to like, hey, you know what? If you have an opportunity to, to go yeah. to any sort of convention or networking thing that you're like remotely interested in and it's a good opportunity, just go. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Why not go? That's you know, part of I mean, you're we'll going have, to NAB. You'll like, have fun. That's why we're going to NAB. And that's why we went a couple weeks ago. We went to on air fest. Yep. We talked about it briefly last week because we'd recorded this before we went. Yeah. Now we've gone. So, Chris, takeaways from on air fest. It's. For people who don't know, tell them what it is real quick. So On Air Fest uh, was a basically a podcast uh, convention. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a festival, yeah. uh, but it, it took place at the Wythe Hotel in Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, in New York, in the United States. Yep. And uh, there were a few panels. Like So there was like a main stage area, and then you could go down to the basement, and they had like a, uh, like a live... Uh, simulcast like what would you call yeah, it like it a, was they had there was like a screening room with like a with like it was like a little mini theater they had exactly. like theater seats and so like movie theater seats mm-hmm. and yeah they were just kind of streaming uh, a live stream of all of these uh conversations that they had yep. and interviews and and then at the very like on the seventh floor you could go all the way up and they had a a little room where they were broadcasting from where you could see that that live uh stream but oh. you could actually witness them broad uh, you know doing the production live it was like basically the size of a hotel room but it was pretty impressive to see mm-hmm. their setup in there and how they made it work um i overall that I, was my favorite part that that was the coolest part yeah so there were it was weird there were a couple i don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth but uh, some of the panels i was like this isn't really educational at all it's just people promoting their podcast more yeah. or less and like but I, I feel that way about almost any of those speeches. Like it's always just people talking about how they're successful and not really telling you how you, you can be successful. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it was it was weird, man. Like my overall review of it, just to be fucking completely, completely dang. Amy's carrying some cardboard out the door and that she yeah. distracts me because she's, she's clean it we we go in this podcast arena and she's like finally i can get shit done around here so yeah, she's cleaning much. up our messes look i'm not trying to um i'm gonna come off very blunt here i yeah but i think that the festival sucked no offense like shout out to the on-air fest organizers it was crazy packed that yeah. was cool yeah it was there was so much interest way more interest than i would have thought um there's obviously a lot of big names there it was really really cool if you are into a very, very certain niche of yeah. the podcasting mm-hmm. thing. I feel like everyone I talked to either had to do with news or narrative stuff. So if you were in narrative stuff or news, then you probably had an amazing time. For people who'd like to do just like real-time conversational shit or stuff that's more like maybe funny or like sports-related shit. I didn't talk to a single person who likes comedy podcasts or sports podcasts, yeah. which I feel like I talked to a decent amount of people. Um the the vibe was was real stuffy. I was not I didn't I talked to a bunch of people. Um, there was only like two or three who I was like, oh, I actually vibe with you and I click with you. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. We like, you know, exchanged numbers. We went and had a beer afterwards. But uh, just in general, at, at that price point, I do not see this being we got 50 percent off. Yeah. 
And even then I was like, this is a little bit much. So I was, yeah, I was trying to be a little bit uh, more diplomatic. Sorry, about it. my bad. No, my it's, bad. It's, all, just, it's all good. I mean, what are they going to do? Come after us? Like, I mean, look, like, let me, let me look at the, uh, the prices. The, I, so it was $150, right? Yeah. For, for a normal person. Like if you didn't have a discount, if you didn't know someone who was part of the festival, uh, if I had paid $150, I would have been pretty pissed off, honestly. And especially I, in meeting people, you know, there's a little happy hour after the event uh, where everyone could get drinks at the bar in the hotel. And pretty much everyone who we met and talked to was from out of town. So if yeah. I had flown from the West Coast, uh, paid $150 just for entry, you know, $300 for a flight, lodging, all that. And that's what I got out of it. Well, look, we only went to one day. It was yeah. it was it was two days or three days. It was three days. But that's what I was about to say, Chris, is that. You said it's one hundred fifty dollars. That's for one day. Yeah, yeah. So the actual ticket prices, I can't find them now because the event's over. But mm-hmm. they range from seventy dollars to five hundred dollars. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm sure if you pay for like, come on, let's not play the game. We all fucking know if you paid the most for the VIP tickets, you probably get some extra like little c- connects and contacts out of it. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Maybe if you pay five hundred, maybe it is worth it, right? But like, just in general, I think for for us. It wasn't worth it, man. No, not Maybe at part all. of that is the way that I can't speak for you, but like when I, cause we split up at one point and we all went and did our own little networking. Mm-hmm. I will say a lot of what I did was when it was my turn to talk about what we do. I was like, look, we're video first. That's what we do. Video is, is our bread and butter. Yep. And we kind of got into podcasting over the last year, year and a half. And it's something that we have a passion for. And it, we really haven't monetized it that much. We just like, like to create it. And I think we create, no, it's not super high quality, but fairly high quality shit. If you build it, they will come. But as soon as I would say like, we got into it a year ago or a year and a half ago and that we do it for fun, I could immediately sense like changes in people's demeanor. People were just like, I'm, oh, y'all are, y'all are amateurs. I'm not interested. And it's like, bro, that's the most frustrating part. Cause that's whack. Cause I'm trying to, I'm also trying to like, like show Hey, look, we do video first and foremost, and we love podcasting. Can we bridge that gap? Is mm-hmm. there an opportunity to connect and develop here? But, you well, know, and sometimes. Not, dude, and not only uh, that, I got the same vibe. So we we met some of the same people. We met some different people. But multiple times, I would say we did video. And one like one group of people were like, oh, so you're, you're frauds. And it's like, what? Uh, we're frauds? Like yeah. for going to a podcasting a clinic uh, about yeah. podcasts when we're trying to grow in this space and learn and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and to it's be like, fair, like maybe we just got unlucky and that's like a couple people that we talked to. Cause I, I think what happened was at that particular, it could have been cause it's the first day. You never know. It was yeah. a Friday night. People probably worked in the day. Like who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. But I was for our very limited interactions there. I felt like there were not a lot of decision makers to talk to at places. It seemed to be a lot of people who were just at like entry level positions at their places. And so, yeah, you can make the connect, but those aren't decision makers. And it's like, it's an uphill battle to even try to win new business there. It's good to make connections for sure. And to chat and to keep those up. But in terms of like, getting a direct line to decision makers. I don't know if that was the place. Yeah. And look, maybe I'm just a little bit naive about how networking is done, but I was just so put off by how if if someone couldn't figure out how you offer them value in the first minute or two, then they just like 
didn't give a fuck about you. Like they didn't even want to meet you unless you could hire them or like get them lift their career up. And it's definitely have to provide value. And I understand that, but it's the key word. I think what you said is in the first minute or two. Yeah. Like if it's not readily apparent how this person is going to provide value to you, that doesn't mean to shut down the conversation. Right. That means like, listen, hear them out and just keep kind of pulling at strings and keep just chatting and just keep in touch because eventually they, their skill set probably will help you. Or if you get to know them a little better, it might be like, oh, wait. So on the side, you actually like have this passion for, I don't know, like building furniture. That's crazy because actually we're building a new podcast studio and we need a new desk. Just yeah. like random. Like that's completely exactly. random. But exactly. something like that. it's not Tinder. It's not it's not swipe left or right. This yeah. is business. Like you, there's a lot of different ways. I felt like business Tinder in there a little bit. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. There's dude. A couple people just like they were so rude about it. Like they weren't weird. They weren't like outright to your face rude. But, you know, you'd be talking to someone and they'd be looking like over your shoulder the the entire time, like looking for an escape or like basically like their. Yeah. Their body language was very clearly like, get me out of here. Yeah. That's when I'd be like, okay, you're free to go. Yeah. It's like, sorry, you were standing here alone at at the wall drinking a fucking old fashioned. We thought maybe maybe you wanted to talk to someone. Part of me also. This is just like for me. I wore like some like ratty ass T-shirt and like a ball cap i feel like if i didn't wear a hat and i maybe wore like a button-up shirt with like yeah. a blazer and i came through then maybe the people i'd be taken more seriously but Dude, i don't need i don't want to dress up to be taken so, seriously I don't care. you wear a suit and people just assume you're important maybe we should do that as a social experiment next what time we, we go do, to, next time we go we should all dress up as different things like you wear a suit okay i'll wear like a uh, a construction worker thing yeah. like a, a yellow a vest hat. and a hard hat or amy core security will dress vince up as a praying mantis <laughs> and we'll, we'll see who has the most success getting clients <laughs> i think it would be vince yeah people are gonna be like damn that mantis that mantis really is out here grinding um <laughs> That was on Airfest. We yeah. also, we joined the New York Post Alliance mm-hmm. or Post mm-hmm. New York Alliance. I don't really ask, but um, that seems like it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. So I think we talked about it briefly before uh, we joined their Slack in the last week and they've got a, a little program where you can sign up for the donut app, yeah, which post, mean, sorry, Post New York Alliance, post PNYA. I don't want to get it wrong. But okay. Yeah. The donut app, the donut app that, uh, allows you every Tuesday they'll match you with someone else in the in the group um, a post-production professional in New York and you have virtual coffee tea lunch whatever you just chat for a few minutes and get to know each other um, and how you can provide value for them no we uh, we haven't done that yet we haven't done that yet I bet they're gonna be a lot more professional about it and uh, just open-minded well and, it's, yeah and it's also very clearly like we have established credibility in that space over the last decade. So Mm -hmm. like we can talk about it very well, you know, whereas like to look, I don't like at its core, I totally get why like the people who work for like those news things and those established podcast networks, I get why they're skeptical. Cause frankly, if you just like, what's your, what's your average, how many people on average listen to an average episode of your show? 15 yeah right and so it's like okay well then it's not established obviously it's not established that i don't think that speaks to quality but like where with this with post post-production right and be like, oh well who are your clients and you can just rattle off a couple names and then they go oh okay cool so you guys have done big shit before well that that's what frustrated me though and look i know we moved on but yeah. I I'm I'm all I mean we, we, we always talk about this though we've talked about this on the show like a zillion times metrics are not 
metrics do not equal success, <clears throat> just in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I, I got or upset. quality. I should say quality. I, I got upset a little bit that like our legitimacy in the video production field didn't lend some credibility to our podcast yeah. uh, credentials, you know, like yeah. not to like bust out the bona fides, but right. we work with real professional companies doing video and audio. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do you think video is? There's an audio component always. The thing I think just right now, even though to us, it seems very like, like a no brainer. And mm-hmm. I think to a lot of other people, it's obviously a no brainer. I think there's people who are strictly in the podcast space who don't even consider video and yeah. don't think about it. And it's just like, dude, you know that eventually your show is going to probably need a video component if you want to keep growing. Yeah. It's not true for all shows, right? No. I mean, if you're like the biggest shows in the world, like uh, this, Amer- this American Life did have a show, though. But my point is, if you're like some of the biggest shows, maybe you don't need a video element. But for a lot of them. It's definitely helpful and it's a good way to get more advertisers on board yeah, and if, if make your show more profitable. Yeah, if nothing else, like sometime, sometimes you'll need some sort of shoulder content to... Some things don't make sense over the air. Like that's yeah. why we have an Instagram. That's there, why that's why we have a visual element to, there, even, to even our show. I will say there was one person who I talked to who as soon as I said video, she was like, oh, that's actually really interesting because I like we're looking next year to get into. So there there, yeah. were, there were people who responded. Yeah, there, there well were. To it, it wasn't all bad. It was like half and half. Maybe. But at the, at the Post Alliance networking events, those are going to be very different because yeah. they're going to be if like on air fest was a networking event where we were the total fish out of water, mm-hmm. this one is going to anything in post Alliance is probably going to be, I don't know if the word is right, but insular. Is that a word? Like, yeah. I mean like it's a, it's a very tight, not even a tight community, but yeah. like it's a very, yeah. Insular. Works. Like we'll be making internal connections within the community rather than like trying to extend into other fields and spheres you know yeah. what i mean yeah the post alliance stuff so today actually a couple hours ago we kind of had an interview with uh with someone from the post alliance yeah. uh basically just they want to get to know us a little bit what our company is who we are so that yeah. they can write a little blurb about us in their next newsletter right uh and i thought that went really well i thought the you know we got our message across and the interviewer was very nice yeah and like totally like you could tell she gets it yeah and i don't know i'm pretty down down to earth it's yeah i'm just excited to see where it goes i think it's gonna be cool sorry i I cut you off and talking about the donut app the donut app was like or app whatever i don't know what it is i I think we pretty much covered it yeah Yeah. so so they match you with someone each tuesday you get to have you signed up for it right i haven't signed up for it i signed up for it. amy signed up for it so we'll see on tuesday what happens i will say they they do send a thing every week that like kind of tells you what happened from the previous week of donuts. And, uh, I would say we're probably of any, of everyone who's joined, we, we might be up there when it comes to participation already. Oh, really? I think so. Because, uh, I, I think from the people who like, say everyone who joined is a, a one, like a bunch, right? A hundred people or something. It's a hundred percent. Right. I think from there, the people who actually get into the Slack channel is like very small, smaller. Okay. And then from there, the people who subscribe to, because you can subscribe to different channels in the Slack. Sure. So the people who even subscribe to the donut app is even smaller. And the people who fill out all of the stuff is smaller. And that's who it matches. So there might be like 20 people. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what it matches you with. And then of the people who you match with, it sends you, it sends a digest basically every Mm -hmm. week. That says last week we set up 11 
donut meetings and three people connected or three of those 11 actually set up a meeting and connected or something oh, wow. like that. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you start with this big thing and you go, whoa, mm-hmm. it's going to connect me with one of these 500 people or something like that or whatever. Sure. In reality, though, it gets whittled away as you get to different. You have to subscribe, you know what I mean, to different things. And, yep. and it, it's like a little nesting doll. And then by the end of it, you're like, well, I wouldn't be surprised, for example, if like you sign up, I sign up and Amy sign up if one of the weeks we get paired with each other. Well, and that's part of the reason why I'm like, maybe I don't need to sign up yet. If we already have two people yeah. representing us and like what what more am I going to offer? No, no, I, I think you're right. I think just let, let like I, it would be cool if you did, because I, for I probably us, will eventually I'm. I am afraid that I'm not going to have time to like yeah. talk to people. So I don't want it to be like, a, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't think I'll have time sometimes. Mm-hmm. There'll be weeks when I'll have time for sure. But. I well, And, you know, it's more than that, too. Obviously, they have events. They have like a job board. Uh, I, what? Yeah, I'm pretty interested to see like the events I'm really interested in. That's the number one thing I'm interested in, because I would like to meet people who are involved like. I really want to meet uh, post-production coordinators and like heads of post and people who do the hiring more or less yeah, to be totally absolutely. fucking transparent. That's what I want to meet. Yeah. I mean, it, whether we're getting hired or hiring people or just developing partnerships, it's just good to know people because, you know, e- even if there's nothing right now, then, you know, maybe in a couple of years, this person moves on to a new place and is in a hiring capacity or they, you know, mm-hmm. people move around, but still stay in the industry. Yeah. And I mean, like we even we have one person who we worked with last year at food and wine. And this year they're with a different company who we just happen to be working with anyway. Yes. Yeah, so that's, like, right, that's right. That's it's, right. It's it's like, you know, one of those small world situations. And it's a good thing that we had that little piece of credibility. Someone who yeah. knows us already. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just makes us look good. I mean, hey, you know what? That's the name of the game. You got to stay in touch. You got to stay front of mind, all that kind of stuff. Um, before we head to the break, intern search. Intern search is still underway. We've had two great applicants. Mm hmm. I think we've had like 40 or 50 applicants, but none of them followed the directions except for two. Yeah. And one of them is not available until July. So that person will be our summer intern probably. Yep. Spring intern though. It's open. It's a good deal. Um, you know, just go find it. Just go find it and follow the fucking directions and apply. Yeah. Just read the entire post and follow the directions. You need to go on LinkedIn or Upwork and you can search Shishkin Productions content creator intern mm-hmm. that's it just go follow the directions like literally as a matter of fact i'll tell you what if you're on sizzle reel if you listen to it on sizzle reel and you find it that way yeah if you just write in the email that you heard it on sizzle reel then we'll just give you the job yeah that's it that's <laughs> it if you listen to sizzle reel and live in new york and need an internship job you're yeah. you're you're hired just kidding um, that might not be true but still it's just submit. you should and uh i guess one last thing before the break this week this week is our quarterly networking event on Friday. Right. And this is something that another thing that we were able to tell the, the Post Alliance Slack channel and got a couple buy-ins right there already. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we're excited. We're, we're going to have a photo booth this time. We're going to have uh, a bouncer, a bouncer. We're going to have a, VIP a lot, a lot more people. So last time, I think I've said this before, but last time it was kind of showing off what we can do mm-hmm. and like kind of Shishkin specific. This time it's more a general networking event with our branding on it. And obviously we're the ones putting it on. Yep. And, you know, it's it's going to be a much more eclectic, a wider group of people. Yeah, um, it should be fun. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, no, we won't. Probably because not. It's on Friday night. Yeah. Two weeks from now, you'll you'll hear about it. 
Um, all right, let's go to the break real quick. When we come back, you already know what time it is. Oh, Chris God. versus, and you'll find out who right after this. Some idiot. They probably already found out because I put it in the title. Oh, well, that's fine. Who cares? All right, we're we're going to break. <laughs> Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? The one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say: You got to walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Uh, that was a riveting first half. We talked about so many riveting things. Uh, if but, you, if there, for any frogs listening, it was a very riveting first half. <laughs> but now uh, I'm trying to go mano e mano with some stupid idiot who now, thinks he's rich and famous and like successful and better at things now, than me. Let me go ahead and, and, and clarify something. Oh, okay. Mano e mano is hand and hand. Yeah, whatever. I think it's mano a mano, hand oh. to hand. Yeah, that's what I right. think it is. So no, I know you're definitely in, you're in 100% future, right. In the future, maybe. You know, just it's not like you messed anything up, but I just want you to know. So in the future, when you go to a Spanish speaking country, you're not telling someone your hand and hand. Look, hand in hand. Look, uh, whenever I go to a Spanish speaking country, I'm trying to hold hands with everyone. You're, yeah. Especially after the pandemic. <laughs> They're like, who is this American guy? Um, Chris is going head to head yeah. versus James Cameron, oh, that the blue guy himself. This dude making blue puppet movies or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um. I will say, we got to rekindle or rehash your past record. Yeah. You faced off against Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. You lost that one. Uh-huh. Then you faced off against George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. That was a that one came down to the last round, but you yeah. lost that one. Yeah. Chris is zero and two against some of filmmaking's most brilliant minds. Yeah. And today he takes on someone from the other side of that, James Cameron. No, I'm just kidding. James Cameron. James Cameron's, <laughs> James Cameron's brilliant, brilliant. Obviously, um, uh, I've never seen Titanic. I've never seen Avatar. I have seen Terminator. Um. And that's the only one I've seen, actually. I've never seen a single James Cameron movie other than Terminator. Did he not do Alien? He just did, he did Aliens. Alien. No, he did Aliens. He did The Abyss. Uh, he did True Lies. I feel like I may have seen True Lies. Who knows? But this is it. I mean, we're going into it. So, Chris, do you have anything you want to say before we get get going? Or are you just going to take him on? Um, I'm going to say that Avatar was fucking overrated as hell. That movie was so boring. Wasn't like, it the highest grossing one, though? Yeah, and I saw it in theaters, and I was like, okay, okay, whatever. I think I might have even been on Mushrooms and seen it at an IMAX. And you still didn't like it? And I still didn't like it. Wow. And then I watched it again with the same person. Uh, a few weeks later on like DVD and I was like wow this is even less impressive when you're not in the theater like I'm sure technically it was very impressive like the movie making aspect but the story was awful and generic and like just who cares and I there's I luckily I learned this today they're making four more there's gonna be five (laughs) five. I I knew that they had like upped uh, for two and three I thought it was gonna be a trilogy I had no idea they're doing five how are they gonna make this story last 
through five movies. The first the first movie wasn't even a real story. It was just Fern Gully with with blue well, people. You know what's funny? This is something I, I told you. Remember, I told you before we started. I have I said stop researching it, save this for the pod. And then I said I have a secret to share with you on the oh pod. Go God. ahead and Google image search Avatar Baby. Oh God, this is no. some disturbing shit right here. Oh no! Oh no! Why does it look like that? Oh yeah! If you're out there, I know this is an audio medium, but when you get a chance, oh, Google is, Avatar this, Baby this is, is scary shit. This is even worse because so one of the first things that pops up for me was an eBay link to a 20 inch avatar baby comma lifelike reborn silicone vinyl soft touch it is it is 150 dollars look at this thing do you I've see this it. do I've you see his it. belly button that's, that's what i was telling you this shit is scary oh god all right let's get into it let's get into it there's 10 rounds and uh i'm gonna judge them at the end uh you know you know how it works i read right, off a yeah. tip from james cameron and then chris uh, goes ahead and yeah. responds to this it. This one's going to be a speedier round than most. This is going to be quick because Chris has to get out of here. This is, uh, again, all these tips are coming from the YouTube channel, Outstanding Screenplays. Go check them out. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, re- it's actually a really great resource to learn from directors and screenwriters. Uh, they yeah. make a bunch of good videos. Because our listeners won't do the content for us, we have to rip shit off from them. It's true. So. Fuck you, listeners. <laughs> and thank you, Outstanding Screenplays. All right. Number one, James Cameron says, Directing is a state of mind, so put yourself all in. Do anything you can, no matter how small, to make yourself a director. That's then it's just a matter of scale and dedication. Um hmm. Okay, so I I get the mindset part because like you're in charge of the whole thing and you need to like take control of it in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a little bit oversimplistic. Like, just think like a director and then scale. Like, okay, cool. Well, he's but, saying do anything you can, no matter how small, to make yourself a director. And then, yeah, then scale it up. Exactly. And dedication. I mean, you disagree with it? You don't think that you have to do this? It's not that I disagree with it. It's that, like, that's just so generic. That's that's any any profession at all is... Yeah, it's a mindset and you got to do whatever you got to do to take care of your craft and scale it up. It's like in editing, you know, like you have to look, you have to do the tiniest little crossfades on the audio to make sure it doesn't pop or anything. And you have to do the tiniest little things. Sure. And then you scale that up and that's how you make a great video. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with him. I just think that you think it's not good. It's just, it's just meh, meh, whatever. Round one. It just sounds like it's easy. one of those things that's easy to say once you've already successfully done it. Okay. So for round one, you agree, but it's quite basic. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll give you the scoreboard later. I'm keeping score on this one. Number two, to get the audience over the hump of watching something that might be considered boring, make them fall in love with your characters first. So he's saying, I guess, character uh, and liking the character or the on-screen talent. I usually put it for nonfiction. Non- on-screen talent is more important than like the actual story. And once you get that, the story will t- tell itself. Yeah, of. I mean, I agree with that. Where if you, well, had- you didn't think the avatars were exciting because you no. just no, no, okay. that's the thing. I thought the characters in that sucked. I can't even tell you who was in that. Like, I, I don't remember the names of the characters. No, no one mattered. I remember like the big nasty general villain like that's about it the 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 people just were boring and replaceable like well, it was, so what do you think characters are more important than story or stories king or what do you think uh, i would say characters are typically more important. i will say what he cites here as considered boring he says a, they say a period film so like oh. you know it, like a period piece like 
Well, yeah, That's then you really need characters. Yeah, absolutely. You need because for a period piece, you're not really going to be able to relate to the story because life is so different than then. But if you have characters that are relatable, then yeah, you can get into it and care about it a little bit more. I think, yeah, I do think characters are the most important part. Uh, depend well, depending on how you tell stories, but I, I've, you know, I th- classically I always go back to Napoleon Dynamite when I think about like a, a character driven movie because nothing happens in that fucking movie like they go to a school dance or whatever but that's not what it's about it's about all the interpersonal relationships throughout and like just these weird unique characters who are are super ridiculous and that and that's what drives that Uh, that i fell asleep during napoleon dynamite and i I didn't yeah i i'm one of those people who didn't fuck with it like everyone else did in 2004 but the fact that people would like dress up as those characters for halloween proves that those characters had staying power exactly exactly and even almost 20 years later i think people still know what vote for pedro is i always reference slacker as my experience of character driven stuff and like stuff where story really doesn't matter because that that movie does not have a story it's like every little it's just it's literally just conversations and characters and that's all it is and that's why i fucking love it so much but i I was gonna bring that up that 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 movie is fucking boring as fuck the movie uh you know i enjoyed it it's an experience i do think it drags uh but only because they have the same conversation like five times. Like yeah. that's, that's the thing for me is the characters were too similar to each other. Kind of. Yeah. And also it was, it was more like him getting all his homies in a movie. Is what yeah, it basically yeah. felt like, um, number three, make your film an extension of you. When thinking of ideas, think about your interests, your inner truth, even, uh, smaller details like dreams or hobbies that you can further draw from. So, He's saying pretty much immerse yourself completely in your film and you like draw it out of your own experiences and everything that you do. Yeah. So I think that that's naturally going to happen anytime you anytime an individual does anything. Yeah. It's going to have their fingerprint on it because it's them and their their own unique experiences and in life. They, they they can't help but have those biases or whatever yeah. and like put that somewhere. Well, James I, Cameron is a Navi. Yeah, Did you he know is. That? Yeah. He's got a blue ass tail. <laughs> That's why he hasn't gone to the red carpet shit in a long time. He's, yeah. he's, he's like you. You have a tail. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Um, yeah. So uh, what, what, make the film an extension of you. I, I don't think it's necessary. Like I get what he's saying, but. Yeah, how how does how is Avatar an extension of him? Like, I'm you know sure what I'm he has saying? An answer to it. We'll because, have to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, because he always wants to do something bigger and better. Is that his thing? Because like, that's to me, that's not really who you are. Like, that's not your fingerprint, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that is kind of his style is to just do big. That's yeah, just big. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny because it goes back to the first thing where he's like, make it really small and scale it up. Well, everything he does is gigantic in mm-hmm. scale. He really does really big scale shit. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you think about most directors, they all have their specific style. So I can't argue with him. Yeah. You gotta, if you're going to be a, a successful director, you have to have a, a style, I think. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. But at the same time, like, I don't think that you have to put your fingerprint on a movie to make a good movie. I think if you have good characters and a good story and it's just well, and also, properly, yeah, I was going to say be, you have a good team behind yeah. you that you can lean on, yeah. you know, it's, and if it's well, written. I mean, in my opinion, a, a movie is the most impressive part about film to me is how many different people come together to work on it, to, to make it, 
to finish it and make it something good. Mm -hmm. So, and of course he's a director, so he would have this narcissistic view that it's like his thing and it's all, all him. And he's putting every little tiny detail about himself in the movie. But I think that it's more than just the director and that it's the whole team and that, you know, the actors, the, the producers, the post-production. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're right on that one and I'm not gonna, I don't want to spoil the scoring so far, but you're doing pretty good. Okay. Uh, number four, inspiration and opportunity can come from anywhere. Take the chance, be brave, follow the idea and see if you can catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. But once again, <laughs> it's like being in writing 101 or whatever. Like, yeah inspiration comes from anywhere anything can become a story uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tie this one uh this is number four because there's 10 i want there to be nine because okay. i want there to be a climactic ending yeah, so yeah, yeah. number four and number seven i'm gonna put these together so okay. inspiration opportunity comes from anywhere take a chance be brave try to catch lightning in a bottle and also make your own luck as a new director working on other projects is not only more difficult but ripe for mistakes and issues. So write your own material and create your own films to more effectively build up your career and name in the industry. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm, yeah. Interesting. If, I mean, if you're trying to be a director and you're not directing shit that you wrote and are like are trying to make, that's really weird to me. Like I understand once you're further along in your career, taking on projects that weren't written by you or whatever, maybe you're just not a good writer, but I feel like that's where everyone starts, right? Is, you know, like you're in film school and you, you come up with the idea. You're basically saying make shit. Yeah. Like go exactly. out and make shit. Make to shit. To get practice. Exactly. And, and then, and then in terms of inspiration, right, that kind of goes hand in hand. Like if you're inspired by literally anything and you have, just go and make something. Yeah. Just, you know? just go tell a story about some fucking bug you saw on the sidewalk. Go Follow that bug for the day. About the bug. Yes. Wait, why are you writing that down? I need to take notes on this genius <laughs> shit you're dropping. <laughs> like, yeah, you can find inspiration from that. You can find a lightning bug in a bottle. Wow. Yeah. Damn, Chris. Oh wow. You're really on your game today. All uh, right. Totally. And you have to leave in eight minutes, but I think, nah, I think I, we'll be good. I'll be good as long as it's by 415. All right. Okay. So here we go. The next one. When Chris, Creating a sequel, just try to make the standalone film you envision. While you have basic rules to stick to and characters to use, don't lose sight of the ta of your talent and your unique vision for what the project should be. So, when making a sequel, don't pay attention to the first movie. I vaguely pay attention to the first movie, but you don't really have to follow it. You know, I kind of like this. Interesting. Um, it's it's interesting because. James Cameron's directorial debut was on a sequel. Oh, was it? Yeah, what it was, was it? Piranha 2, The Spawning. <laughs> Piranha 2, The Spawning? Yep, yep. Why does that sound like some movie that would be straight on Netflix right now? That's hilarious. Uh, I don't think it was... Uh, Piranha 2, yeah. The Spawning. Some critics called the film abject. Others opine that the piranhas look as though they had been rem remaindered from a joke shop. <laughs> what does that even mean? Piranha 2. <laughs> they resembled Haddock with dentures. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> it probably wasn't a great movie. Um, other... Uh, other sequels that he's done are Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which might be the the best sequel ever. Really? Like, as, yeah. You think he's the king of sequels then? Well, no. So because that, you agree with this because... No, tell me, tell me. Well, I'm, I'm just like giving his, his, his bona fides here. I mean, Judgment Day is considered probably the best Terminator, right? Like that's uh -huh. the most popular one. That's the one where Arnold's the good guy and the first one he's the bad guy. I've only seen the first one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think... 
T2 Judgment Day is considered the best in the series, and that's most people's favorite. Uh, so he does know what he's talking about when it comes to sequels, and I agree. Uh, if if your if your movie is entirely dependent on you knowing the entire story of the first one, then it's probably not that interesting. Because you're limiting the audience you can connect to. Yeah, there's there's very like Back to the Future. I think it's okay because that's it's telling one story the entire time, yeah. like one chain of events just at different times um, or like different years. So I'm okay with that being one thing and not being a separate story. But I honestly, I think if you watch back to the future too, by itself, you'll still enjoy it. It's still a good well, movie. I mean, we're going to put this to the test this December yeah. when Avatar 2 comes out because yeah. I'm going to go watch it. I haven't seen Avatar 1, but I'll watch Avatar 2 and I'm going to remember this moment where you said that it doesn't matter if you watch the prequel, this is a Chris tip right here. Look, it, Chris's tip of the day. Okay. Um, sure. Yes. <laughs> and here's the thing. I bet Avatar <laughs> two, I bet you won't need to have seen the first one because Good. the first one fucking sucks and there's no story. <laughs> Nothing happens. Like they just try to take over a planet and then they don't take over the planet at the end. Like, okay, right. cool. Yeah. All right. You ready? There's four more here. Okay. Number six cinema. Well, we're not going to number these cinema is a mixture of transporting your audience into another spectacular world while also being able to make that story, those emotions, relatable. Create a journey in every sense. Um, so you're saying take them into another world and uh, make the story relatable. Um, this sounds very similar to other tips, to be yeah. honest. Well, I think, I, I think, I think what we're learning in this already. segment... Oh, you think these sound similar to other tips that he said? Yeah. What are, what are Like what? What about being relatable? Yeah. What did he say about I'll oh, make the characters relatable? He did make them make. Yeah. He said, fall in love with the characters. So you don't agree with this tip. You don't think that you need to create a journey. Um. Well, it, it depends. Like, yeah, you need to because if your characters are driving the story, then they need to be dynamic, right? They need to yeah. go through some sort, sort of change. They can't mm -hmm. be static characters. So, yeah, they go on a journey. Absolutely. And the whole point is that you're along for the ride. Same thing with any plot. Like, I mean, he, he does Titanic. Obviously, the characters are the main driver of that movie because everyone knows what happens to the Titanic. But you still go on a journey with those characters and see it through their eyes. What happens? And yeah, of course, yeah, you, so we all know that the Titanic sinks, but we still watch the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree with them. You've got to go on a journey. That's the whole point of watching a movie, right? Is to be entertained, to get lost in a different world than your own. Right. I've never seen Titanic, but I got to. You've never this seen is, Titanic? I know. This is a, this segment is insane because well, literally it's just me being like, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I will say maybe it's, why is there lemonade on the ground? Where the fuck did this come from? Anyway, wait. Can you can you pick that up so I can see it real quick? What what do you mean? There's a lemonade on the ground. Oh, that must have been watermelon. That must have been Rax's. Rax probably left oh, it. Oh, true. Um, so here here's another thing. Titanic, obviously, great movie. I remember back when it came out, it was famous for how many bloopers there were. Like how many? Uh, what do you call them? Oh, like people snuck in the scene or yeah, or, or like, like things that? that weren't historically accurate or like mm. booms in the shot. You know, mm -hmm, shit like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I don't think blooper is the word yeah, I'm looking for, but gaffs or something. Yeah, yeah, goofs, but goofs and gaffs. Yeah, I remember Titanic being the worst defender of all time at the time. So uh, oh. just uh, just wanted to shit on James Cameron a little bit. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna write that down. But Titanic has most goofs and gaffs ever. Well, I, no, I think it got surpassed uh, by Gladiator, and then uh, it's some others. Number uh, the next one. We have three more. It's never too late to create. You need to have the passion and dedication to start learning some of the basics of film, and also the passion to truly follow your dream but it can always be started or picked back up 
It's never too late to create. What do you think, Chris? Can it be too late to create at some points? Um, uh, no. It, it's always a matter of how much, uh, like, what's it called? How much uh, access you have to to stuff to make, create with, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably a little bit too... I, yeah, no, like, from an age perspective, it's never too late to create. You can always get into something. Um, I think if you're trying to do a documentary about you know dead people it's probably a little bit too late maybe like you, you can still make something out of it but it's not going to be as good as if you had the access like you said like i mean that a beatles documentary just came out right but mm-hmm. it's not like it but they had incredible access they had because, great access because they had all that footage exactly you know? uh you know so in lieu of not having access to the people you have access to footage of those people yeah well i was thinking about this because we might do this tree fort documentary and i was like man i kind of wish that i'd known about this for the last year because i would have spent more time doing stuff but mm-hmm. um you know we're gonna try in like seven days to film enough stuff to tell a story that goes back 10 years so try for it that'll be weird um but it's never too late to create it was what's your your big overarching agree disagree i, I agree yeah agree. i agree i don't i don't really understand his context of it but yeah it's never too late to create no matter like i i believe that it's never too late to change careers or to to just learn something new maybe you won't have this same you won't be able to build up the same skill or get the same cash, but like right. always be learning. Yeah. Uh, next one. Directing requires stamina to power through it. Allow your crew to help you create great work. Don't think you have to do it all alone, uh, especially when it gets difficult as a new filmmaker. Um, basically, like rely on your team. You know? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, Offload all-, all of your work on the team. <laughs> Literally <laughs> all of it. I think that's how it goes. No, I agree with that 100%. I do think that, especially for the kind of stuff that he directs, yeah, it probably is a marathon. It's a, it's a sprint that is a marathon, um, but you get, you just got to keep powering through. Cause it's interesting, though, uh, because he says, you know, it says it requires stamina to power through it. And as a standalone statement, that makes it sound like don't stop working, always keep going, like, which... Uh, I don't agree with that. Like you should take breaks. I know that's not what he's saying here, but yeah, it feels like it's two different things. So it's like it it requires stamina. And then he says, allow your crew to create great work. So it's like, yeah, allow them to create great work, but also take breaks and like treat them right. You yeah. Know? My, my, so I, I don't think this is what is what he means, but the way I'm going to interpret this is, um, it requires stamina, but it's okay to, to step away for a minute and, and kind of get a breather in and recollect your thoughts and your approach. And in the meantime, if you have a good crew, good staff, people you trust, they're going to keep the ship afloat, unlike the Titanic and, <laughs> and you'll be able to come back. The uh, progress will still have been made and you'll, you'll feel refreshed and renewed and have a, a new invigorated spirit to finish this project that's with called, all your stamina. That's called the Alexi clause. <laughs> I think I step away like once every two weeks. I'm like, all right, you guys got it. Like you guys handle this. Um, all right. And then the last one. So uh, the last one actually is, it says it's a rule rule for pitching. A script or proof of concept is a great way to show not only that you're serious, but also to get across larger, more complex ideas. Pitching without a script or proof of concept is very difficult, and it's often an unsuccessful method. We've been doing a pretty decent amount of pitching over the last year. Not nothing big, not like we're not pitching movies or anything, but we've written and pitched a lot of concepts, I would say, to like our 
our little buddies that we work with. Right. Yeah. So, so in, in all forms, yeah. podcasts and, and, and uh, video content and social media stuff. So how, how does this, how does this one sit with you? So, sorry. What he said that you have to have proof of concept pitching, pitch? with, pitching without a script or a proof of concept is very difficult and it's often unsuccessful. I don't even know how you, how you would pitch without a proof of concept. I can understand. Well, I think we've mostly done that. We, I'd say we rarely, we never pitched with a proof of concept before. What what is proof of concept in this? Like, like a pilot. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I, I agree that it's more difficult, but like just the reality of it is most people can't, can't produce the thing that they want to produce like that's why they're pitching it in the first place like yeah it's different if you're a hollywood studio and you're trying to pitch a pilot and you have the the money up front to produce it but a lot of people are just trying to get in rooms with people and and all they have is an idea they don't they don't have a way to execute that idea it's interesting because it's like at the very least you know you got to have a deck or something that makes them see the vision yeah i agree with that but uh yeah you're right i mean a proof of concept is is hard to come up with yeah i mean that well, that's the approach we're taking for podcasts though we're making like trailers and sizzles at least to try to sell it you yeah know no I mean? I, and i do agree with him that it's easier if you have a proof of concept yeah absolutely if you can show someone exactly what it is you're trying to do or like show something someone 80 percent of what you want to do and it's like hey i need the funding for this extra 20 percent. just try to imagine it with mm-hmm. with incredible cgi or with mm-hmm. a-list actors shit mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. yeah i understand that but i don't think that you have to pitch with something in hand like that i think if you are in the right room and you have the right idea in the right like relationships yeah yeah exactly i think you can you can still pitch without having the the pilot completed or whatever i think i think if you're trying to pitch a script or or like if you're trying to pitch an idea for a movie having a script isn't that's a long percent you have to have the script yeah If, if you don't have a script to read then no one's ever yeah otherwise it's just a a tagline right yeah exactly um all right well look that was it those are all of james cameron's tips ever that's like what that right there just sums up literally his whole career so if you you know Mm -hmm. if you heard that it's like you watched all the movies yep but now we're gonna do the scorecard all right oh god the first tip directing is a state of mind so put yourself all in chris says he agrees but it's quite basic quite a basic tip of course mm-hmm. you want to you know put yourself all in Duh. that round Why goes to it? chris oh round two to get the audience over the hump of watching something that's boring make them fall in love with the characters chris you said it's a no-brainer of course characters first characters yep. are most important mm-hmm. that round goes to chris Woo-hoo. number three make your film an extension of you chris you said i disagree you're not an avatar uh, <laughs> that round goes to Chris. Chris oh, is up to three. Oh, oh, God. I'm about to go on a, a we, losing We combined here. four and seven where we said inspiration can come from anywhere and you got to make your own luck. So you got to just make your own films and you got to just create stuff. Chris, you said, agree. Go tell a story about that bug. And uh, you said, if you find a bug on the sidewalk, go tell a story about it. Sure. Follow it around. Yep. Chris, you win that round too. Oh, God. So Chris is up 4-0. This is where it comes. Five in a row. Then we uh, we got the one about creating sequels, that sequels are their own standalone film. Chris, mm-hmm. you said you love Piranha 2, The Spawning, <laughs> and you agree that James Cameron is the king of sequels. Oh, God. And since James Cameron is the king of sequels, he wins that round. Okay, that makes sense. One point to James. All right. Uh, Even though I agreed with him. Um, the Hero's Journey is the next one, basically, where it says cinema is transporting your audience into another world. Create a journey. 
Uh, Chris, you said everyone knows the Titanic sinks. Uh, Chris agreed with this, but you said Titanic had the most goofs and gaffes ever. And because he had the bravery to put out a piece like this, James Cameron gets the point. Okay. Uh, the next one says, uh, it's never too late to create. And Chris, you said you agree to always be creating. This is great thinking from James Cameron. So we got to give the point to James. Uh, damn it. The next one says uh, directing requires stamina to power through. Chris, direct quote from you. I don't think that's what he means, but this is how I'm going to interpret it. And then you said it's okay to step away and the crew will keep the ship afloat. Yes. We called this one the Alexi Clause. Um, which sounds like a, president that sounds like a Santa Claus who's like <laughs> a Russian like Santa Claus, B- Bobo Kmart Santa Claus. <laughs> um, we give this one to James Cameron because that's true. Like he's he's a smart guy. Which if you're keeping track at home, oh puts God, us at four four. We got one more left. It's the rule for pitching. The pitch rule. Chris said most people can't produce. That's Don't why bother. they're pitching it in the first place. I agree that it's easier if you have a proof of concept, but you don't have to pitch with something in hand. However, we've pitched a lot and uh, we've barely gotten any of those things off the ground. So I think James Cameron has a point God here. Damn it. James That's Cameron wins. 5-4. James Cameron, James Cameron takes it from Screw Chris. This oh, guy. man. And that brings Chris to a career 0-3. Oh, and He's always versus. lowering the bar. We'll see what happens. Uh, James Cameron, thank you for... Uh, teaching Chris a little bit about uh, I learned nothing James Cameron but I'm excited to see all the remaining avatars uh, Chris where can the people find us and uh, what's what's their whole deal oh whatever who, Chris, wait, is, so who, mad. Who, Chris who, is so mad that he lost where were the again. people when I was up against James Cameron no one helped me out oh, wait a second we, we, we almost forgot what we learned last week oh yeah what we learned last week all right Chris uh, why don't you go first uh, I learned that Reading Rainbow is coming back. Wow. I don't think it's coming back with LeVar Le- Burton, though. I think it's going to have like a bunch of 20-somethings. Uh, um, uh, I was going to say, they should get a chance to rap her. Oh, that'd actually be pretty cool. I feel yeah. like that's, that's a strong pivot for him right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like a group of, uh, I'm sure... Uh, the Euphoria kids are going to host it. it. The Zoom kids. They should get no. They should get the people from Euphoria. They should get Chance the Rapper and his wife to host it. Yeah, That'd be fucking money. Um, it's coming back. And apparently, when he he had a Kickstarter a few years ago to bring it back, well, he ended up getting like sued by the station that originally put it on, and they had to like <laughs> awesome. settle. And it's like, what? You, this dude is trying to raise money to to teach kids how to read, yeah. and you're like. No, this is illegal. This is our property. America. That's like, America that's for you. Such garbage. Dumb as hell. Uh, what I learned last week um, in the top 10 pod. I saw this on Twitter. I don't know. So I don't know how true it is. But in the top 10 podcasts, the top 10 most popular podcasts, mm-hmm. the average time that one has been around, like the average so far lifespan of that podcast is around seven years. So Sizzle Reel is only six years away from yeah. being in the top 10 podcast. Five and a half. Five and a half. Wow. Yeah. So this real is making waves. Yeah. We got to really hope that all the other top 10 podcasts stop immediately. So they're not on year 13 when we're on year seven. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I agree that um, we need to keep making them and they need to stop. When is year one million? Or when is episode one million going to come out? What year is that going <laughs> to be? I think we've calculated it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's about like 52 a year. Okay. So, uh, a long time from now. Okay. It's, yeah. I, I, th- I think a million seconds is a couple weeks. So yeah. 
I mean, we're going to be in like five digit years at that point, I think. That's cool, though. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to be uploaded to the metaverse. It's a show about the future, and that's why people love it. Chris, where can people find us? We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. We are on TikTok, Shishkin Productions, and we have the Sizzle Real cold line. That is 332 333 Uh Oh, Vince just oh, arrived, too. Vincenzo Look at that. Vincenzo. with his mask on. Air What's Vince up? One. Is he at 12,000 followers He looks followers like he yet? might actually be is in the Air 12, Force right now. Is he at 12,000 followers yet? I don't He's, know. He just put on the headphones that we have outside the studio to try to see if he can hear us. Can you hear can us? Can you hear us, Vince? Doesn't look know. like he's, it. He's looking down. I think he's uh, figuring it out. He's trying to figure out how to Get, turn on this device. No, 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 he gave up. All right, well. That's a good thing we're ending. Yeah, it's a great ending to the show. See you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Shishkin Productions Podcast.